Hello, beautiful souls across this vast multiverse. I hope everyone's doing really, really well today. Uh, today, I'm going to talk about grief and the afterlife. Okay, so this is gonna. This is a very um, disclaimer. Tears may be shed, so just throwing it out there. My ass may have a breakdown in the middle of this podcast. I can't control it, so just in case, just warning y'all. But anywho, um, I wanted to share a little bit about my own experience with my own grief, grief in general. I also want to share channeled messages, not only from my spirit guide, Zalo, but also from different loved ones I've channeled in readings over the years. So um, sometimes I ask certain loved ones what heaven is like. I also ask my spirit guides what heaven is like. So us everyday people here on earth can get a good idea of it. So um, I will most likely be discussing, um, like I said before, the grief, what heaven is like, the afterlife, and ways you can connect to your loved ones. Okay, so... Um, here we go. Grief. Where do we begin? Um, it honestly, just talking about it makes me feel uncomfortable. But let's talk about that. Isn't that one of, isn't grief like a taboo in a way in this society? The fact that I'm even uncomfortable bringing it up when actually death is a very natural thing. Yet, we in the society try to, you know, oh, I'm sorry for your loss. And, and, you know, hey, I feel like we all do the best we can. You know, when someone passes away, whether it's someone we know, someone, maybe a friend of ours or a friend's family member, you know, it can get awkward where you're like, you know, you don't, you're filled up with emotion. You feel for that person. You don't know what to say. And even if saying sorry for your loss, it still counts for something. But anyway, um, it's that uncomfortableness that even now, as I'm currently speaking about it, I don't even want to talk about it. But yet a part of growth is pushing through this uncomfortableness, right? So for those of you who may or may not know, um, my mother and grandmother passed right after my birthday in 2017. My birthday is January 1st. My mom passed away January 4th. My grandma passed away January 14th. So it was literally like 10 days apart. And of course, I was like, oh, great. My birthday is always going to have a sadness to it because I always anticipate, you know, my mom's death anniversary date and my grandma's anniversary date. But I've learned to kind of get over that. You know, I'm trying to learn to have a good birthday despite of that. But anyway, um, my mom passed away of pancreatic cancer. My grandma, that was shocking. She was very healthy. Uh, my grandma actually prophesied. She said, I'm going to go if your mom goes. She said that early on. I swear she prophesied her own death. She had a random stroke 10 days after my mom died. Actually, it was actually a few days after um because my grandma missed her mom, my mom's funeral because she was in the hospital so she had a random stroke and then that was that she did not recover um anyway so imagine two back-to-back deaths with the two most important women in my life you know it, it, you know I, it, just thinking about it now it still gets to me I mean obviously I I um, it's been three years, but time is irrelevant as you know, time doesn't even exist. You know, I mean, it exists here, obviously in this, uh, third dimension, but, um, it was very overwhelming for me. And, and I'm just here to say whether it doesn't matter if you lost two people in a row or one person, or even if you lost someone 50 years ago, the pain is still the same. There is this common, you know, I guess, misconception that like, Oh, if it's been like five to 10 years, you should be all right. I mean, 
with time, we're always healing, right? Um, but it's okay to steal no matter what. We're always going to feel those tingles, those pains on holidays, on birthdays, on anniversaries, on any kind of special day that you have. You know, it doesn't matter if you lost that person yesterday or 50 years ago. Like I said, grief is still there. Um, I just wanted to share a little bit about, you know, the my own personal experience with the grief process. You know, I really learned that, you know, healing really does come in waves. You know, some days, weeks, even months, you can feel so good. You almost feel like you are, quote, done with the grief. Then a memory pops up, a song pops up, or a movie pops up, and you collapse into sadness. Maybe you run into somebody and they mention a memory of your loved one, and then you just trying to keep it together, you know? And I... I I realize, you know, as spiritual people, we are aware that our loved ones, consciousness and soul lives on forever. We know this, you know, for all my spiritual people out here listening, we know that the soul is eternal. We know that they're not really, quote, dead, only here in the earthly plane. Their physicalness is gone. Yes, their consciousness still lives on. Absolutely. But it doesn't change the pain. The knowledge is great. The awareness is awesome that they're still alive and around us. But it doesn't change the physical pain of separation of, a, you know, it's the physicality that I find that I personally struggled with. And the irony of it all is that I am a psychic medium and I do connect to people's loved ones in readings and I do channel them. And that's the funny part about it. You would think that I would be totally cool with my mom and grandma passing. Oh, yeah, I can just channel them anytime I want. But that's not the case. Um, I find that my grief is a block. I, it's hard for me to connect to my mom and grandma. Yes, they do stop by. And I and thank God, you know, my abilities are the way they are. I can still sometimes, you know, talk to them, but it's not, it's not often. I actually have to go to another medium. You know what they say, healers need healers, right? I have to go to another medium just to talk to my mom. So because I my grief blocks the connection. But anyway, um, you know, sometimes there can be that longing in your heart, that one phone call you need from your loved one to help you get through your day. You know, and by the way, the good news about our deceased relatives and loved ones is that they retain all memories. They will never, ever forget you. Um, they do the best they can to send to send us signs. So regardless if your loved one reincarnated, you know, a lot of people worry about, well, can my loved one, if they reincarnate, can I still connect with them? Absolutely. Because we all have an oversoul or a higher soul, whatever you want to call it. And that soul retains all memories of every single lifetime, every single past life. It's stored. So anytime you connect with um, that person who you shared a life with, um, the memories are still there. So regardless if your loved one reincarnated or not, um, you can still connect to um, their oversoul or higher self, whatever you want to call it. Um, Anywho. I've also realized with grief, you completely change and it's totally okay. Um, Some people may wonder why you don't communicate as much or some people notice that your personality has changed. It is going to happen and don't judge yourself for changing. 
um, you will also find yourself isolating. It is very depressing. I mean, you you lose somebody. You're it starts out with that numb numbness. Like, oh my God, is this even real? I can't believe this is real. Their texts are still in your phone. Their pictures are still there. Everything still feels very real, and you're it's that sense of shock. You know, at least that's what happened to me. I did not cry one tear in the first like two weeks of uh, you know my mom and grandma passing because I was just like so in shock. You know. I'm like, is this really happening to me? Um, You know, but naturally, we as souls are always evolving to who we're supposed to be. Big events such as a death of someone close to us is one of those big experiences that changes us. When our heart breaks, it breaks open, okay? And what happens is when you go through something as transformative as death or experiencing a death of a loved one it ultimately changes you from the inside out okay even on a cellular level it can be like that um I also wanted to say like the feeling of being alone grief is a very lonely experience you know um it's almost grief is like a third wheel that was uninvited to a party it just sits there awkwardly in the corner no matter how many times we may try to avoid our sadness or try to be super productive the heaviness can sometimes sit within our hearts at times this loneliness doesn't last forever you know the more we're able to release our emotions or express them obviously the less lonely we feel um I also want to mention something about the dream state and connecting to loved ones. So when um, all of our loved ones vis- visit us through dreams, it's easier for spirits to visit us in the dream state because they don't have to lower their vibration as heavy because Earth is such a dense plane. Um, this third dimensional existence is very heavy and dense for high vibrational spirits like loved ones and spirit guides, etc. So um and the dream state's very easy for spirits and spirit guides and your loved ones to connect with you. So if you ever had a dream and you saw your loved one pop up, maybe you guys were laughing, maybe you were still you shocked to see him. But if you wake up and it was so vivid that you remember every single detail, and you said, wow, this is so real. It had to be real. It is, in fact, a real experience. Every time a loved one shows up into your dream, it is, in fact, a real experience. Um, pay attention to every single detail in the dream or any word they say. It's usually Usually a message and you know love doesn't die with them love goes on forever when we create these bonds with the people we love it really does connect us through eternity until we meet again which we all do we all will meet again okay every single person that we've ever lost in this current lifetime um, we will definitely definitely um, see again um, I do believe that for me, you know, my grief, my love, my loss, my sadness, all live together in harmony and coexist. It can be madness, but I won't guilt or push my grief aside because of discomfort. I will float within and above all of my feelings as me and my feelings and my grief and everything all live together as one. And for a very long time, I've tried to push the grief like it didn't exist I would um ironically after my mom died my psychic gifts also went up a notch just a little bit and I felt like I threw myself into business and I don't believe it was a mistake because I know that everything happens for a reason but I do 
now that it's a couple years, you know, I'm reflecting and I'm seeing how much um, I kind of avoided grief by throwing myself by starting this business. But I'm at the same time, I'm so grateful. So I, you know, everything truly happened the way it was supposed to. But I will say this, um, grief taught me that I had to fill up the space in my life that my mom and my grandma filled that it forced me to fill up that space with my own love that same encouragement and support from my mom can also be fulfilled by myself as well and that was something I really had to come to terms to yes her energy is always impactful and will be different than mine obviously but my grief taught me self-reliance and the void that I miss, I can't really miss because it's love. You know, I have this void within me and I have this emptiness and I do feel full with love and I am very grateful for everything in my life, but I would be lying to myself if I said that there wasn't some kind of, um, some kind of emptiness, you know, where my mom used, where my mom's love lived, you know, and God, here I am getting emotional. Well, I did say a disclaimer, you know, it's kind of hard to not cry when you're speaking about someone who you loved more than yourself, you know, it's really hard. Um, anyway, um, my mom said she always admired how nice and kind I was to people, although they were mean or rude to me I remember when I was little in middle school and elementary I'd be like mom everyone I don't understand I was always so sensitive I really never understood the cruelness of humans you know as a child I never grasped that and I think that's why I was always vulnerable to a lot of people because I just was very open emotionally I'm open to be friends with everyone I'm so damn open and I remember when I was younger I would always cry to my mom every time my heart broke you know obviously who <laughs> anyways um she said uh she said it was real strength if you can still be nice to the mean people and I said yeah right mom it means I'm weak and a softy that's how I would always say yeah right mom you're only saying I'm strong but really I'm weak and a softy but now I see my once perceived weakness was actually my strength I was able to turn negative energy into positive energy I never internalized other people's issues or battles that were projected towards me my mom saw that in me before I could even see that strength she helped me stay soft and kind you know, um, I do believe that, uh, you know, if I had never gone through something as devastating as the loss of my mom, I don't know if I would be the person I am in this present moment. I do believe my grief is what helped me on my path. Um, I, you know, and I think that my emotional availability for others and even for myself to show up emotionally available for my own self went up a few notches meaning that now I'm more present with my emotions thanks to my grief I'm more emotional available for myself and others um you know I needed to know what I was truly made of I needed that grief to break my heart open to release my pent-up issues to understand that I can survive losing my twin I consider my mom my twin in a way um anyway that I can literally get through anything everything truly connects. I also learned that if I never, you know, kind of what I said in my last podcast, but never put myself out there, I would never met all of you amazing people. So I can say that, you know, 
things more. I can see things differently now since it's been a few years. I am in fact grateful for my grief and the deaths and ironically my own rebirth through all of these deaths. Um, but I do just want to, you know, tell you guys that if you are grieving, you know, the loved one of a parent or a child or a friend or a grandparent or literally a pet, even the pet grief is still strong. I lost my cat two years ago and it's like you know it's the irony of it all I thought my cat helped me when my mom and grandma passed in 2017 my cat was my saving grace other than my husband obviously but then a year later you know in 2018 um in February 2018 my cat ended up getting sick and oh it's just the saddest thing in the world um I don't mean to babble on but even the grief of an animal of a you know it's still love right? It's still love. And um, I just know that all of this grief, you know, it really, um, it really changed me so much to the core. And I find myself apologizing to everyone saying, I'm so sorry, I haven't reached out. So sorry, I've been ghost on you guys know that I love you, you know, but then I feel angry at myself for even having to over explain, you know, I, I'm still learning how to, you know, still show up in the world and reach out to people, although I want to retrieve in my own cave and hide away for years, you know, <laughs> if I had it my way, I'd become a monk and live in a mountain all by myself. Seriously, I've always thought of that um, since I was younger. Um, but I did spend a past life as a monk. So maybe that's why I've always been drawn to that. But anyway, um, I do understand, you know, if you are going through grief, you have to be patient with yourself because it will feel like um, that you it, it, it may. And again, in grief, you can push certain people away. You may lose certain friendships. You may even end a relationship. It does happen. And it can be very scary to even think like that. But it, it's happened. And um, it's nothing to feel guilt guilty for. I feel like with a lot of grief, we, like I said, I find myself apologizing more. I find myself feeling more guilty. I find myself wanting to throw myself into distractions um, instead of just crying it out. And like I said, you know, my hard ass Capricorn ways, I typically like to think, think things through and, you know, do the practical thing and try to, you know, just keep it moving, keep moving on. Don't look back. You know, that's always been my philosophy is keep moving forward, never look back. But, you know, I'm kind with this grief. I'm forced to look back. I'm forced to deal with these memories. I'm forced to deal with this uncomfortableness of not being able to physically hear my mom's voice. Um, I'm forced to to live. <laughs> you just got to give me a second. Um, you know, I say the word force because it's out of my control, obviously, you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and that's, I guess that's the beauty of life is that, you know, um, 
truly everything and I mean not just death but everything in us in some kind of way is out of our control right except the way we react you know <laughs> but even I can't control these tears I want to guys trust and believe I want to if it wasn't for my lazy editing skills I would edit this out and I know I always say that every time I have a crying spell but seriously I would love to control this moment I would love to be not crying right now in the middle of my speech <laughs> I would love to just be very like you know very pull put together and you know blah 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 but it's too sensitive a subject and I knew that coming in but um just know that uh I truly understand um no one's exempt from this grief experience not even me not anyone who's even like the gurus you know some spiritual guru sitting on a on a mountaintop you you know no matter what everyone has to evolve as souls everyone has to experience darkness right we're in a duality reality system so we experience both dark and light so you know although i can connect to people's loved ones in readings it really is sad that it's hard for me to connect to my own mom and my own grandma but you know i do respect that maybe we all need the space like maybe it would be harder for me if i did see my mom um in readings and stuff every day because then it would make it maybe harder for me to let go you know i thought about that too maybe why i can't connect with her maybe she's deliberately doing that to kind of force our separation so that i will you know be able to heal a little bit because i I think also it will be a little tease you know if i was able to channel her all the time it'd be a tease i'm like oh i had you for five minutes now i want more and now i'm sad again i know myself so i think it's better this way um anyway i want to move on now uh enough tears <laughs> i'm gonna get i want to talk about um what heaven is like okay um this is from the perspective of my spirit guide zalo okay um this is very, very, very interesting. So again, um, take this with a grain of salt. This is very different kind of perspectives. It's not just what you would imagine it to be, or I guess in a way it is, but um, just be open-minded. So anyway, um, like I said, this explanation is based on my channeling of my spirit guide Zalo. So according to him, heaven is very different for every individual. Your heaven is literally created by your thoughts and beliefs. So for example, the people who believed in religion or the Bible will have a very religious afterlife filled with characters from the Bible. Um, you know, so for instance, if you really believed in like, you know, what the Bible said the heavens, like you will meet Jesus at the pearly gates. You will see all of that in your near death experience or even afterlife experience. Um, I also see that uh, for many souls, heaven looks like earth, but better. You know, there are colors that, you know, you can't even see in this reality. The trees and flowers are pulsating. You can actually see their life force. Um, by the way, Zalo clairvoyantly showed me these images while he while I was writing this down. I wish I had the drawing ability. God knows they couldn't bless me with um, drawing abilities or painting abilities or anything artistic because I would have shut this game down because it's like I can see images clairvoyantly. I just can't draw them. But just know the imagery of the flowers and the trees, they're pulsating. They have a light and it's like it's vibrating and it's and it's alive. It's almost like, you know, when you breathe in and out, you can see your chest move up. That's how the flowers and the trees look in the visual that my spirit guide showed me. You can really see the life force. Um, so 
and 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 heaven is literally a creation of your mind so you can even live or create the same or create the same house you lived in um communication is strictly telepathic um most souls do have do have jobs so even when you pass on it never stops okay it never stops um you're still working and i don't mean working like a fucking slave like here on earth i mean you're learning you know my spirit guide zalo says that there is many schools up in different dimensions so many things to learn he even said you can learn how to create a planet okay isn't that crazy um you can even learn you can learn anything you want but the growth never stops right so and it's a lot of fun. Um, there's never a time you stop learning or evolving. Um, there are also souls who spend time helping other planets evolve. Like I was saying about creation of planets, um, you know, seeding planets, you know, um, some, some souls are responsible for, you know, the waters on certain planets or vegetation or life. Um, so, you know, your job never actually stops. Um, when you die, like I said before, you do keep all memories, experiences, and personality from that specific lifetime in all lifetimes, literally every memory. So a common message that I received during readings from people's deceased from people's um, deceased relatives or loved ones is very, very common, which is enjoy your life, truly live with all of your heart in this life and to take chances. Do not be afraid to take chances. I cannot stress enough, guys, how many loved ones have said, enjoy this life. And what they miss most about this lifetime here on earth is usually food. Um, and they're, and usually they wish they would have took more chances and obviously they wish they would have probably created more experiences with their loved ones, some more memories. So it's interesting, um, how loved ones usually miss the most simplistic things of life, you know, um, Oh, by the way, my spirit guide Zalo said there technically isn't a hell. Um, it's all in the belief systems. Okay. So this is new to me and very interesting. Again, I'm learning as I go to, you know, I don't know everything. I barely know shit. Okay. So as you guys are learning, I'm learning. So when I channel messages from my guides, even I am shocked. Okay. So yeah, there really is no hell. It's just in your beliefs. So if you believe in a fire hell and think that you are a bad person and believe you'll go to hell for your quote sins then you will create that for yourself in the afterlife and from what Zalo says he says you don't really stay there forever you still have your guides and angels and who and there's a lot of different beings there willing to help you out of your quote self-created hell in a way um Zalo also told me that heaven is a is, is all about creating because think about it God is also called the creator right we are all fractals and parts of God so think about that right so no matter what you are always creating there's a lot of creating going on um kind of co-creating with God or the source whatever you want to call the magic spark of this multiverse um anyway uh so, you know, um, heaven is pure, unconditional love. You are extremely free. Um, a lot of loved ones have also came in in different readings and said the love was so powerful from different beings from like even including Jesus. I've had one lady I've 
one lady I channeled, she said um, she was able to have a long talk with Jesus and, you know, the love that was radiating from him and not just him, but even in um, the other, just, just being in that afterlife. There's so much pure unconditional love that it makes you weep. Well, in a physical sense, but when you're over there, you're not really weeping. You're just vibrating, you know, feeling really good, but it's so, it's pure. It's a purity. Um, Zalo also said that even in the, um, when in the afterlife, you're very free to roam the many universes, many planets, many star systems, you see all kinds of species. Um, you know, it's, the main message is really enjoying this life, you know, this physical existence. It may not be forever, but our souls are. So it's not about rushing through your life or feel you just have to make it. There's always a choice to stop and be grateful for where you are and who you are at this current moment. And also to take more risk. I cannot stress that enough. Um, I've also, you know, from what my spirit guide Zalo said is that, you know, heaven is like I like he like he said it's cre- it looks different from one person to the next and um by the way it is a very real thing you're you do meet up with your loved ones and your pets um it's very true I've actually seen multiple people in different readings who show up with animals so they're still with their animals there is no quote separate heaven for animals everyone's just kind of all coexisting um you know, so which is really cool. And by the way, there is still levels. Okay. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, there's always levels to this shit, right? (laughs) There really is. So what my spirit guide showed me was that, um, let's say like, for instance, I'm going to like my mom, my mom came through one time and told me that she is no longer with like her and my dad didn't get along in this lifetime anyway. But, um, when my dad passed away, he passed away when I was really young. Uh, But when he passed away, my mom was just like, okay, moving on with her life. But now that she's on the other side, I found out that they don't actually live in the same dimension. Yes. Uh, My mom's like, based on what she did with her lifetime and previous lifetimes, I guess accelerated her to a whole different plane of existence. And my dad's in a whole different one. So although they came together in this life, they are still part of the same soul group, but you can be a part of the same soul group, but not hang out with each other or maybe be at the same vibrational rate up in the afterlife. And no, it doesn't mean my dad's in some kind of hell. No, it just means he's learning different lessons. He has a different soul kind of energy and mission than my mom, I suppose. I don't really know. Again, I don't know shit. <laughs> but anyway, um, I also wanted to share with you guys um, a few... Um, Oh, one last thing. Zalo also said heaven. He's like, it is a state of being. It's neither here nor there. It's just within. So your deceased loved ones are literally a thought away. Anytime you share a memory of them, they are with you in that moment. It's an illusion that everything seems so far away or out of reach. Higher dimensions overlay this one. It's just all on a higher frequency. That's why people say heaven on earth. Heaven on earth is a vibration, right? Boom. That's step one. But also heaven on earth can be in a literal sense because that dimension, that frequency overlays this one. We ju- it's just invisible to the eye. As most things imagine, if you could only see how many weird beings and stuff and cool different animals that we've never seen before that exist in the fourth, fifth, sixth and higher dimensions or whatever you want to call it. And it's all we all can technically see it here on earth if we had the skills to kind of tap in. I'm not saying it because I can. I can't see all these weird stuff all the time. Only from a meditative state, I can sometimes see things. But um, 
But anywho, um, like I said, you have the power to communicate with your deceased loved ones or your spirit guides, like I said, in the dreams or meditation or, you know, just utilizing your own intuition. Heaven is within. It's the voice inside. Okay. Um, it's unconditional love times infinity. Um, heaven is like being hugged after a bad day. Heaven is whatever you make it. It's a vibe. It's an energy that no one can really take away from you. Um, I do want to share some signs for you guys that I've um, noticed how to know to notice when a loved one is nearby. So one of the first signs is you see random feathers, pennies, nickels everywhere. And I don't mean just like, oh, your house is dirty. There's just nickels everywhere. I mean, it has to be so random that it spots your eye like it, it just catches your attention. And I mean, like pennies, feathers, nickels. Those are the that's really prominent. That's one of the main re, um, one of the main ways they utilize your loved ones utilize to get your attention um butterflies and birds are near you more than usual and it's not just limited to butterflies or birds what if your loved one was a dog lover you might have like more dogs randomly coming up to you or maybe they were a cat lover um maybe you might have cats randomly just being attracted to you and coming up to you randomly but most of the times even if they're not a cat or dog lover um butterflies and birds i find that they are easiest for loved ones to um use that um electromagnetic force and kind of push them your way because butterflies and birds are already in the air and think about it air is alive like everything in this world is alive all consciousness even in rocks anywho since the air is moving um it's easy for the spirits especially your loved ones to push a bird or push a butterfly in your way they do use some kind of electro some magnetics my spirit guides Alice says they use something they, he says the word magnetic he uses they use some kind of magnetic force and they and it pushes them with the wind near you so yeah your loved ones are really cool with magic i see <laughs> um or another sign could be you're really busy and suddenly a random thought of your loved one pops up in your mind. And I mean, again, you could be doing, you could be at work and all of a sudden, boom, pops up in your head. That's usually them. Um, you can smell their perfume or cooking. And again, that these, these things happen at the most randomest of times. Um, have, if you ever were out and about, you may hear a song they used to love. It's and again, not something that's on your regular playlist. I'm talking about a song that's so random. It comes on the radio randomly, or maybe when you're walking in a store. You know, sometimes you're in a store and they're playing that generic music. Maybe it might be an old song they used to like. So, again, these are all signs that happen when that are not that are not frequent. It's usually something that grabs your attention. Um, or here's another big one. Um, another sign would be you randomly seeing their first name on a sign, a car, or a piece of paper. And again, it's not a sign that you would frequently see. It would catch you off guard. All of these um, ways of, of these signs of knowing your loved one is nearby, they all happen when they, ca they catch you off guard. That's the number one way to know it really is your loved one. Now, if it's if you're listening to the same music every single day, obviously, you know, it can't be from them. They want to use something that that will catch your attention. So they will send you something completely random. But if your first thought, okay, so let me let me shoot this example. Let's say you see a synchronicity or something happens and you're like, what the fuck did what the fuck just happened? Oh my god, I see a bird, a butterfly near me for the fourth day in a row. And if your first thought 
says it's your loved one, then it most likely is. What happens when we have psychic experiences or paranormal experiences or anytime a spirit contacts us, whether it's our loved one or even other spirits, you know, guides or whatever, um, it's always your first thought after the experience is your intuition telling you what just happened. So if you see a butterfly and the first thing that popped up in your head, oh, that's my loved one. That's my deceased relative. Then it, it's like about 99% chance it is. Trust that first thought. Your first instinct, your first feeling, your first thought is always right. Most of the time, as long as you're not one of those overthinkers. It's usually most of the time. Um, so I also wanted to... Um, share some other ways to connect with your loved ones. So, um, those are just signs to, you know, um, you know, them just stopping through, but you can set the, um, I, I almost think of everything like a frequency, you know, like a radio. If you think of an old radio and you have a dialer and you just tune in. So it's literally tuning in. So all you have to do, you can do it in a few ways in a meditative state. That's probably the easiest way when you're calm, when we are full of emotion and anxiety and, and just, just a lot of blahness, it can be harder to kind of reach a higher vibration, you know? So sometimes you got to be patient. If you're feeling emotional, just ride out that emotional wave. Don't force the meditation on top of the emotions. Just, just let, let the emotions take their course first. Take a few deep breaths, get into a meditative state. And all you simply have to do is think of your loved one. Um, when you think of a loved one, it instantly connects you to them. Okay. The thought travels faster than the speed of light. Consider your thought of your loved one um, kind of like a speed dialer. So once you think of them, it instantly brings them to your space. Um, especially when you're thinking of fond memories of love. Remember, love is the strongest energy in this whole freaking existence. So if you're thinking and feeling with love and, and, and even... Um, when you're in a meditative state, just visualize your heart swirling, like in a swirly motion, or you can visualize a candle within your heart that's being lit. Okay. But anyway, whether you visualize a candle being lit or just your heart, just, or just visualize your heart, just opening, you can even visualize a bridge coming, coming out of your heart. And it's, and on the other side of the bridge, visualize your loved one and visualize yourself and your loved one walking and meeting each other in the middle. That's what I do sometimes in a meditative state. But anywho, um, even if you don't, even if you're not good at visualizations, again, you do not have to do the visuals just simply thinking of them immediately puts them in your space. So let's say you're thinking of them, you're getting emotional, you're feeling you're feeling the love, maybe you're sharing a little laugh, know that they're in your space at that moment and just simply start talking to them. Um, you will receive messages back. So have a notepad nearby or even get out your phone and write it out on your notepad on your phone. Just write out whatever messages comes through because they are there. Um, I also know that when you play a favorite song of theirs, um, that also conjures them up as well. You know, music is still a, a, one of the best vibrate, you know, one of the best communicators of this universe. So everyone feels vibration and music is still even, even from the other side, still a great way to connect. So put on one of the songs they used to love and think of them and ask them to come into your space like that. You don't, not everything needs to be done in a meditative state. All right. So I just wanted to throw that out there for people who aren't good with meditation. Just know you can still connect even without the meditation. Okay. Um, second, 
second or third. I can't even keep up. You know, I just blab- babble on everything that I'm saying is on the top of my head. So excuse me, I don't really have like a guideline or piece of paper in front of me. So I'm just like all over the fucking place. Maybe I should get more organized with this shit. But then again, fuck it, right? Fuck it. You know, I'm just being true to me. All right. Um, another way you can connect is I guess, you know, technically going to a medium. I mean, if all else fails, you can go, you know, go online, search for mediums in your local area or whatever, or, on, or you know, it doesn't have to be local, it could be anyone. You can connect with them through a medium. Um, but technically, you can be your own medium. That's the beauty. You are a medium. You can be a medium. You don't, yes, it's great to go to people, especially, if it, you know, not saying you have to be a medium professionally, but you always have the ability. Anytime you connect to a spirit or a loved one, that's mediumship at work. So technically everyone's a medium. Everyone has con- everyone has received some kind of message or sign from a loved one, right? So anywho, um, I also know that you can connect to them. Um, you can also set up like, let's say you have like a little table, set some candles. You know, there's something with the flame of a candle that also really sets the vibe. You could even use a pendulum. Um, again, I'm not probably the person to ask about how to work a pendulum i just know from my spirit guide he tells me they work i've never personally used one so i can't personally give you my experience but my spirit guide zalo is highly recommending using a pendulum with like candlelight in the beginning like if you really want to connect you can do do it like that and ask questions and see how the pendulum swings zalo says that um loved ones and spirits can also like he said before manipulate the energy of the air and kind of push uh, the pendulum as well, kind of like those Ouija boards, you know, remember them things from back in the day? Um, anywho, um, I feel like I'm missing something. Um, what's another way to connect? Oh, even those times when you're going through photos of them, they're right next to you as well. Oh, and by the way, um, when a loved one passes on, they are always present at their funerals. So, um, I've had a lot of different loved ones kind of you know, some of them laugh at how their funeral was. Some of them loved it. Um, most of them do love their funeral. Some of them may have chime in on something they want and change in the funeral. You know, they still have their personalities. They like what they like. So just know that um, when you are at the funeral service of anyone that you know, um, realize that that spirit's actually there the whole entire time watching from when you start to finish. So know that their energy's all around the whole entire funeral. Um I I think there is another way. There are so many ways to connect. Um, You could also... uh, Hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I can't really think of any other ways. I feel like it's so... I feel like it's so natural for me that I'm having a hard time explaining it, which is a rare for me, a rarity. It never happens like this for me. But I think we're good with I think we're good. I think I'm good with everything that I discussed this far. If I think of something else, I'll probably post it on my Instagram. You know, I'm I'm usually a woman of words. Like when I'm writing, I do a lot of channeling through writing. So maybe I will post something in the next week or two about um, connecting with loved ones. Maybe I might have missed something. But anyway, I just wanted to just touchly, um, I mean, briefly touch on this subject and um i thank you all for listening and thank you guys for listening to my fucking breakdowns in these podcasts totally appreciate it (laughs) but i also um i thank you guys for tuning in anyway really really appreciate it um hope you guys have a wonderful wonderful rest of your day 
And oh, today's Memorial Day. So I guess happy Memorial Day to everyone. Um, can't wait till we're out of quarantine so we can really be free free. But anyhow, um, until the next episode, guys, have a great one.